And we are live. That's live for us anyways. And you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour. And I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. Probably helps if I hit record on there. So still, once again, how, many, how long have you been doing this? And you still, still I, hit play. I, I had to hit record on two different spots, bro. I know. So we It'll get started out. at six so that we could get done by seven, exactly. Because there we're at the Rhino Room. They're going to have some stand-up comedians, and I'm here with Rodney Beagle and Abby Bonds. And um, what's up, North Kansas City? This is like becoming the spot to be at. Uh, Second podcast in. Five, four, four days here? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, because you guys did Taco the Town. Taco, Taco the Town. Taco yeah. the Town. Uh, that's so what you should have called your podcast. I know. That's such a <laughs> great name, right? I stole it right from you, bro. Well, we're the KC right Social, and uh, this podcast will be on the KCSocial.net. You can find it on Google Play and iTunes. We have a ton to get to today. Um, we've been, we're promoting this badass event. I got the T-shirt, Hip Hop's Hooray. Hip Hop's Second Hooray. Second Sorry. Such an awesome uh, beer festival. And uh, so we have Abby Bonds here. We wanted to give some folks some practical advice and thoughts in case they were working on hosting their own ideas for an event. So, you know, we're going to have some fun tonight. Obviously, you know, we're always drinking some beers during the podcast, but wanted to give you guys some tangible uh, information. So you want to host your own beer festival. So for folks that are going to be watching this and want to host their own beer festival, uh, one of the questions that we immediately had out of the gate was, of course, in regards to paperwork. Uh, the job isn't done until the paperwork is finished. Right, Corey? Yes. As someone that does a lot of paperwork, that's <laughs> yeah, all right. I do. So, so yeah. in this case, the job doesn't even begin without the paperwork. And so I've done my best to provide you with some solid resources. Uh, I'll be posting those links on the events page and event eventually to the article that will be posted on kcsocial.net. So we'll have the links to those things. The disclaimer here, though, is that uh, although I've hosted a few events and some concerts, I'm not a beer festival host, although I'm about to play one on a podcast. So there's You're my disclaimer. Beer festival drinker. So be I've attended a lot of beer festivals. Two-thirds. Yeah, especially in the last uh, couple of years since we've been doing this. So... Um, I'll be leaning heavily on my the expertise of my panel right now. So it's Rodney, Woody, Abby for uh, those type of questions. But the helpful links that I did find was a festival event checklist by the Brewers Association. So that's like a great PDF that just lays down lays out all of the uh, what you'll need as far as a, a checklist of the different things that you're going to have to uh, follow to execute a well done beer festival so um the brewers association has that location 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 have you ever heard that Corey? yes Corey, I, I, I do real estate yeah. so that's that was his joke so that's the mantra of realtors all over the world man. and it's very similar to a mantra that you should have going into hosting your own beer festival so depending on the venue they'll be able to lead you in the right direction so it all starts off kind of with that venue, you know, and they'll have their specific uh, things that they can do and what they have available to them. So, And it kind of sets the parameters of how big or small of an event it's going to be. Because a lot of, you know, uh, 
you can't, not everything can be just a giant beer. Not everything can be Boulevardia. So we have to kind of scale down your thoughts and then work up. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot hinges on that, you know, so, you know, pretty much the starting point from what I understand would be you deciding your location and in particular, what city or location, what state you're going to be in, because, uh, um, they, they'll have a coordinator. They'll have all the necessary documentation. A lot of times they'll have an event coordinator. They'll be able to help you to execute that event in their particular s- space. And oftentimes they're used to hosting a whole plethora of different things that are going on there. So um, it's important to familiar, familiarize yourself with that in regards to the permits. So, so it's you, uh, Abby. The, you guys, uh, Hip Hop Soray is going into year two. So... Kind of tell us your process of why did you want to, and then the things that you had to do to actually make it a make it a viable event. Um, we just kind of winged it, and we got lucky with a private venue that already has all of the licensing and things that we did. So we didn't have a whole lot of the crazy paperwork that public events have because it is a private venue with their own liquor license and all of the things that. Um, most places have to find. So almost you're better off trying to find a pri- – at, at, at starting off finding a private location that you can do it, which kind of makes things easier, helps you build relationships, and then as you need to grow, you have that chance. Yeah, absolutely. We got super lucky with the venue that we have our festival at. And then, Rodney, you, you did it. Yours was public, if I'm not mistaken, right? You did it at a park, Spring Fling? No, no, no. So, um, actually, uh, Spring Fling is a festival that I put on. Uh, we have, we're we're going to be in – we've already done two. Next April will be our third. Um, but it's at the iWorks building okay. over here down the street. Um, it's a co-op building with a whole bunch of different businesses under one roof, uh, which they actually have their own um, big event space inside of the place. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on really fast, though, is that both of our fests um, – Hip hops and spring fling, uh, incorporate home brewers. That's another uh, something I didn't see in your notes. Um, for one, um, I don't know if it's true uh, with you guys, but for us, the the challenge was finding a place without a liquor license uh, to be able to serve homebrew at. Um, because if the place does have a liquor license, then, of course, you'd have, have to go through the three-tier system um, to get the product on site is one of the obstacles that we had to go through. Uh, uh, Spring Fling, uh, for those who don't know, is a homebrew fest um, in North Kansas City every April. And uh, we incorporate homebrewers and Kansas City's brand-newest uh, breweries that are in planning getting ready to go pro. So that's a that's an awesome point. And so for Kansas, it's the alcoholic uh, beverage control and uh, they have forms and I'll, ABC. I'll, I'll uh, put that link up on there. And so it has a, a forms database so you can look through the different events and stuff. But that's really interesting about having to find a venue without a liquor license. Otherwise, it's by that three tier system. And that's a good plug for what we're going to be doing on the next podcast uh, with uh Nate Sellergren from Dogfish Head, he's going to be coming in, and we're going to have a rep from each one of the three-tier system. If you're not familiar, that's that retail, it's the brewer, and uh, what's the uh, – oh, the distributor. So it's a three-tier system that they use to distribute alcohol. A lot of you guys are familiar with that, but we're going to be going through that perspective of, of that system and trying to uh, educate people more on that and see how they could find jobs within that system. So and then and then so homebrewers because they they are homebrewers they don't have that that set up and anywhere that has a liquor license has to work within that structure. Correct. Government is great. And so <laughs> antiquated laws you got to love them. And the other one is so folks uh, Missouri Division of Alcohol Tobacco and Control DPS they're the ones that do the uh, do it on the Missouri side. So it's just a good thing to check in on whatever state you're in with those guys to make sure that you're crossing all the T's and dotting the I's in regards to your event. I know it's a super boring part of, of the uh, planning process, but, you know, very, very important. So I'll be having that link available for you guys, too. The other one was the final link <laughs> is the... Uh, a lot of links. I know, right? 
<laughs> but it, it's to I wanted to give you guys some tangible stuff because I didn't want to just be talking about you know just the fun stuff. You know what I mean? Because as you know, as you got, well, I will ask you guys: Is so it always is, fun? Is this the vegetable eating portion of the podcast? Yes, eat okay. your vegetables, <laughs> damn it! But for okay. some people, they might find this part interesting, dude. I don't think so. Fuck. Maybe one. person. Can I touch we'll on give one, one person? That. I think one part one that might be the single most biggest part. Go ahead. Yeah. Good. Uh, of running your own uh, that you didn't mention because um, all that stuff was very relevant um, and, and part of the Just process. Just not the most relevant. The most relevant <laughs> is the date that you picked to, th- oh, yeah. to, to throw it. And we're going to get to that wrong. too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the things you want to avoid and what are some of the sweet spots you want to hit when you're picking your dates? Well, I know I'm not going to throw my fest on Father's Day weekend. Yeah, that's right. What, what's going on that time? <laughs> Some tiny <laughs> fest Mother's called Day. Boulevardia. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know. Um, but we, no, you, you, you want to distance yourself properly from other beer fests. Um, in my case with Spring Fling, we wanted to be one of the first of the year. So that's why we chose uh, kind of like a spring training themed uh, April First of the year, kind of right out of the gate, kind of. And that's a great know. time to have a brew, too. Like sure. The spring and, is a, well, there's any time's a great time to have a beer. but <laughs> Well, there is such thing as oversaturation as far as, uh, you know, beer fest go. Um, yeah. So my challenge when planning this originally was to find a date that there was space in between other big beer fests that are known in the city. Right on. All right. Abby, do you have anything about that? We tried. Um, last year we were on the same night as the beer fest and this year it managed to happen again, even though we tried to pick a weekend that there was not another beer fest. So, so it's, it's tough, man. It is hard. Um, we are we're going to yours. Of, so that's all that matters. <laughs> I already got a t-shirt. So um, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, we he we're kind of all, we're, we are also at the mercy of the venue because they do weddings and other events. So we kind of had to pick a weekend that they had available as That's well. That's another so. Uh, point. So, you know, you, you go with that established venue that has maybe makes it easier to execute stuff, but then you're at the mercy of uh, their scheduling and stuff. Yep. Um, you, and he mentioned um, Boulevardia. And one of the things that Boulevardia does really well is um, giving their festival – you know, it's a straight-up festival. I mean, there is the, the taps and taste portion that keeps getting better. And, and the, the last time I, I attended the last taps and taste, and it was pretty badass. But along with that, there's a whole lot of other shit going on. You, you, were, there, you were there? I didn't see you there. Yeah, yeah, I was there. <laughs> see, I didn't see you there either. Gosh, it was, it, really? Yes, you did. Did I? I I were you there? Who are you trying? I don't remember. I'm not very. I'm <laughs> not very memorable. Are you president now? <laughs> Drunk? What? I know. I'm, a, I'm making up shit. No. Uh, so, um, damn it! What was I talking about? All right. So, <laughs> they have a lot of stuff going it's on. Amazing. I'm about to plug my next PDF. Link. Okay. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> more, more links. More. This is the last vegetable that I'm gonna throw out there. <laughs> The L.A. Department of Cultural Affairs, Corey, has a festival handbook. Wow. And no, and it does a good, a good job thing. with, like, helping you give personality to your event. Like, so that's, that's an important piece to it. Like, you, you mentioned the, the, you know. The name is key. And Spring Fling well, sounds like e- fun. Even along that, it gives, like, the history of festivals, why they're important. You know, like, the cultural aspects of it that, like, make festivals unique. This one's just full of culture, like hip hop. Come on now, but it's I a mean, great. It's, it's I can't believe no one's done that shit before. It's a great it name because it it, it just right. brings in. It just it's just a great name. I, whoever whoever came up with it, uh, kudos, Abby. Abby, right. did you think? It, well, I don't know if it was me. Okay, All right. I'll take credit. Abby did it. So. Unfortunately, <laughs> what do you get Woody just went along. He's like, whatever you say, dear. He put his head down. <laughs> Are you a fan of the hip hop hurry song? You like the hip hop story song? Do you, Woody? Okay. I only think we heard it seventeen times in the car on our way la- on our way to Texas last week. Okay, I was gonna play it, so good thing I didn't. You guys no, I love it. It's okay. Do you have a link <laughs> for that? We maybe should put the link to the YouTube video. I'll, the I'll provide a link of it. So, anyways, that ha- that handbook helps you to give your your festival some personality. Damn it! You oh, wish wait, I wouldn't there, come. There's right? one more vegetable. Oh, okay, another thing to consider is insurance. Uh, that's that's one thing that, that most likely you will need some kind of general liability insurance and liquor liability coverage, the standard limit of which is a million-dollar policy. So that's like kind of the standard. It sounds crazy, a million dollars, but uh, it sounds very expensive, but ends up being pretty reasonable when it comes time to pay that thing. 
So a million dollars is the standard coverage, and perhaps with inflation one day it'll be a billion dollars. One billion dollars. <laughs> and uh, We all simultaneously. Yeah, we all put our, our pinkies <laughs> to our uh, losers. It does all sound like one of those things, is those archaic, like, we need a million dollars, right? And then now it's kind of like, yeah, all right. Well, how, how much is that really covering my ass on that? So it's also a huge plus if you have a lawyer on your team that is familiar with la- navigating this sort of thing. A liquor lawyer. Which sounds awesome. I should have yes. been a liquor. I, I didn't liquor know that was lawyer. an option, bro. You got the liquor part, and now you just I know. the lawyer part. I could have found my calling and shit. I know. So if I haven't scared you fuckers enough already with the specifics. <laughs> you have. Now I get to ask some of the funner questions. So, boom, we got through that. That only right. took 15 minutes. I know. It seemed longer. Booyah. It seemed longer. Um, do you have any... <laughs> oh no, there's still one more vegetable. You see, Do you guys have any other final thoughts on the paperwork or any of that? Uh, shit? Let's get to the good stuff. All right, go ahead. What How do you determine, saying? like, who who to bring in? And like, you do a lot of home brews, and that's I think uh, the home brewers, so the, the mashers, the other groups are like the genesis for the new beer pubs that come up every yeah. two to three years. So, how do you go about getting those people together? And, you know, and kind of just like being the proving ground for them to kind of put their name out there. Well, at my fest, um, it, uh, you know, I'm heavily involved in, in, in the homebrewing community here in Kansas City. It's where I got my roots uh, with the Missouri Mashers Homebrew Club. Uh, there are several homebrew clubs in Kansas City. I think that, and you guys would probably agree with me, that Kansas City has one of the richest homebrew club communities in probably the entire United States, if, if not the world. Um, our population, the amount of homebrewers that's here is insane. Um, people love their craft beer here. Um, maybe because we're not oversaturated yet and, and yeah. what, what, what they can't it get on the shelves or at brew pubs, um, you can make it home just as easily. And with the advancements in brewing technology and home brewing technology, it makes that so much readily, more readily available than it ever was before. And we're going to be talking to um, some of the guys that are going to be doing some of the beers at the festival. So we got that coming up here in a bit. I want to scare everybody off with, with all my paperwork talking yeah. shit. So. And because I, I remember at Hip Hop's Hooray is where we, I first had uh, Mac Lampkin, who's yes. new Axiom, and yeah. they're opening up. This weekend. Ne- this weekend. And yeah. the, at your festival, there were just some guys kind of were trying to get something together, and then boom, boom, boom. So it's like that's that's the part to me that's cool is like you drink some, someone's beer at a beer festival, and next thing you know, they're, they have their own stuff going on, and they're, you know, a company that's, that's making product and, you know, and stuff that people want. So that's, yeah. that's kind of cool. And, and right now we're all drinking uh, Rodney stuff right now, which is tremendous. I've had some really cool stuff. What, that, what was this, the, that coconut thing you just did? The, the, the Sherberdale. Sherberdale. Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road uh, coconut Sherbert. Freaking awesome. Berliner Weiss style sour ale. Just really good stuff, man. Lactose, vanilla, coconut, sour. It's Hold on. I'm going to check to make sure refresher. my camera is going. You ask the next question. Oh, okay, there's a list. Okay, so we'll we'll go with Rodney first because he's to my left. So, what's tell us about your festival? Kind of like the the genesis. You, you talked a little bit about it, but go a little bit more in depth and kind of what what you see for the festival going forward. Sure. So, uh, on top of my involvement with the homebrew community, um, you I have to say this delicately, but you recognize skill. Game right? recognized game. Game recognized game. <laughs> Stick with the hip hop theme. Hip hop theme. So, <laughs> yes, it is open to all homebrewers, uh, but we do uh, enjoy quality homebrews. Um, and for some some people that are starting off, maybe haven't quite nailed everything down yet, kind of trying to work through their processes and stuff, uh, maybe I will say to them, you know, there's there's room for you next year for sure. And he's looking um, at us when he yeah, says that. <laughs> Good thing we don't prove. <laughs> we tried to get into that but, shit, and that's what he's, this is the way he's letting us down softly. <laughs> to, be easy, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, that goes back to our conversation earlier about um, uh, the space, the venue space, the size, the amount of people that you want to be there, the amount of breweries that you have. It's all about, all about the planning. Um, 
But uh, this year in Spring Fling, we added a brand new uh, kind of uh, section. section. Yeah, it, it's called uh, Gone Pro Row. Um, so what it is is I invited, I think it was six home brewers that were had breweries in planning at the time. Um, since then, a couple of them have opened, and a couple of them are opening very, very soon. I mean, as soon as this this weekend with with New Axiom and Mac. Um, I hope they have that banana bread beer. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that, that was yeah, that was so good. That's what. I don't that was I the beer that, that to me was like the 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 hit of the festival because I had that. I was like, wow. After they they brewed that and took it to hip hops, yep. then I gave them a scale up opportunity here, and we brewed Banana Rama on our system, and it was kind delicious. of a, re- a recreation of that beer. Um, this is a lot, a lot of fun. So, the genesis of Brand new breweries starts at the homebrew level. Um, here in Kansas City, more than other places, I think uh, other uh, other cities, uh, you get people that jump right in from S- the Seibel Institute or some kind of brewing institute uh, to go straight to to brewing commercially. Uh, but here in Kansas City, just like everything else we do as a city, we're really homegrown. We're really local. We're super passionate about how, however small it could be the better, you know, so the smaller, the better, uh, and, and to, to hitch, hitch a wagon and, and ride with them the entire, the ride from the beginning to the end. That's, that's, that's what Kansas city is all about. Yeah, Cause it's like, you know, like I'll, I'll use crane. That's no longer small, but everyone had crane at a festival and everyone's like, man, they're going to open. It's going to be great. So you feel like you're, you're a part of it. Like you, you were there at the beginning before they became cool and assholes. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink crane anymore. Everybody drinks crane. I'm, eh. Well, I attribute it to the they Royals. Sold out. I mean, let's let's attribute it to the Royals. Totally in in fourteen and fifteen, did not everybody in this city feel like they were a part of that team somehow? Absolutely. Like you, like you knew the guys that were playing on that team. Yeah, like this, sure. that's just that's Kansas City's mentality. And, I, and Corey and I, we're we're fucking lucky in in getting to see these. Like you know, you guys like were. I met you at Big Rip, you know, where you're you're bartending over there. He's we bartending, were t- and now now he's a big shot. Yeah, not now, yet. Now we're drinking his <laughs> beer and shit. He's got a shirt with his beer on it, and you know, what I mean, fancy. It's a, it's a awesome. And he, shit. Doesn't, he doesn't even need sleeves. That's how much of a big shot he is. He doesn't even need <laughs> sleeves. He did the interview with no sleeves, dude. And That's sleeveless. how we roll. <laughs> no, but it is cool to see um, all these guys. You know, Grant's about to open up his spot. Yeah. Guys that have been on the podcast early, you know, talking about their beers, we're having their beers, and now all of a sudden. The general public's going to be tasting all And people all are losing their, their minds with Grant. Grant's going to pretend he doesn't know us. He's going to go, mm, City no, no, Barrel. No, no, no. Gonna, I know. They're going to be huge, he you guys. He doesn't know me, I'm going to City Barrel. Them. They are going to be huge. It's going to be amazing. Um, so uh, what's the most effective forms? Like, what kind of advertising do you do? And what, do you, what have you found to have been the most effective besides our podcast? No, I'm just <laughs> That's a good Never one. Never enough advertising. Huge. <laughs> Never <laughs> enough advertising. Um, we are pretty basic. We do Facebook. We've done some extra ads and stuff like that. A lot of flyers. We just want ours is mostly word of mouth. We just want people Again, to that talk about it. Organic theme. Yeah, I mean, we want it to be local, and we want people around here to talk about it, and that's why we want people to be there. And how did you guys go about getting getting different uh, breweries and brewers in? In, into to your fest because you guys had a pretty interesting mix. Um, we just asked. Just we were very, like, we made a list and we're like, these are kind of the people we want to have. And we just started at the top and went down and made room for everybody that wanted to be there. Um, Except us. from the bottom now. Um, yeah. Hold up. You got a brew. Y'all start are going to be from there. the bottom now. You better be there. Crew. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, no, we have homebrewer friends. We have commercial friends that are in commercial breweries and we just reached out to people more that we knew that said you know we're hey we're going to try this and see what happens and they're all we're in so in year year two did you have uh brewers or uh reps reaching out to you when you announced um i've had a lot more home brewers i've literally probably have had at least one or two a week that are like do you still have available availability and do you still have openings and it's like no, not Do you, do you make them bring you, like, a beer? Uh, you will need to bring a 12-pack. We're going to have to sample yes. the product. Yeah. No, we haven't, but that's a brilliant idea. Well, that's Thank funny because I talked to Woody Auditions. about that last week, and I'm so like, hey, for, yeah, sorry. For, next week, <laughs> for next year, I'm like, maybe we should just do, a, like, a raffle and say, hey, 
if you want to be in, we're going to try and draw names or something. Because I don't know what – I mean, how do we pick? Well, Corey so, and I can, like, do the beer thing. Okay. And then Corey will taste the beers, and then we'll let you know which ones Corey make the likes, cut. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Woody, there you go. It, you're in. Yeah. All because right. Woody said let's do a contest, and I didn't know if that would be That's a good contest. Fair. That's a really good idea. Okay, well, ta-da. Here <laughs> Boom, we are. See, that's why we're here, dude. You know, this shit is just – not us, this all together. Just I think it's the hot lights on us that just is burning like helping our, the ideas. boiling our brain. It's helping the ideas, like the sun. You have to start somewhere, right? The only right. podcast Vitamin that D. Light, lighting. Not a podcast, yes. a hot cast. <laughs> or the liquor. Better. It a could be the cast. alcohol, this, this, these great beers. Um, or, or, what about you, man? What, what kind of advertising are you do? Advertising. We, um, we're lucky enough. We're, so <clears throat> my fast spring fling uh, benefits North Kansas City Rotary Club. And, and, and in turn immediately benefits North Kansas City High School and uh, raising money for scholarships for the That's high school awesome. kids um, to take advantage of. So uh, being that close with the Rotary Club, they have their connections too. Um, we got the, the billboard on um, Armor Road and, and uh, I-35, I-29 right over here. Wow. Uh, big digital beer billboard we had it for a couple you of weeks taking a selfie before. with it i did yeah <laughs> absolutely like, you better believe it. Boom. it you know how it rotates every few seconds i had to wait there and yeah. I'd, I'd mess it up <laughs> and like then two hours. It's slow and down. then, <laughs> and then <laughs> i'd take a bad picture it's blurry so i'd have to wait for another few turn minutes. around turn around but no um social media is definitely enough um to promote this sort of thing because the social media is where everybody goes to get the information for this sort of thing. Um, so you don't have to spend a lot of money. Uh, you just got to plug away. You know? Yeah, the bang for the buck on social media is definitely – it's it's crazy right now. Uh, like what you could get for, you know, what would have cost you a, a shit ton of money. I, I have noticed that, like, the, the, the selfie protocol, like, before it was like you were a little ashamed – you know, to take the selfie when people are around you. But now, like, people are just straight up like, you know what I mean? Like, and people are like, you want me to take your picture? No. They're getting no, angles and shit. I want to make sure that, that everyone like knows that it's a five, selfie. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I've been seeing that a lot in public lately. Like, just the no shame selfie. Like, no fuck, shame you know, at all getting anymore. getting my hair right. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing different angles and More shit. More product. Well, somebody, somebody, somebody snaps you, man. You got to snap them back, and it doesn't matter where really where you're with. And you'll be in the middle of a conversation with somebody, and they'll be like, boop, boop. Snap. Oh, they, they oh, hold get on. You the and, and then they continue on with the conversation. <laughs> they look awesome like, and you look like pure shit. You're like, hey, I look like pure shit right there. What's going on? It's etiquette, it, man. It's etiquette. I bet you yourself he was tight, though, dude. You probably did a good one. It's all right. Um, what other what question? Merch and branding. So what, how, how do you uh, go about um, doing the merchandise? Because la- last year there really wasn't merch. Correct. No, there was not. Um, last year we may or may not have borrowed our logo that Woody and I had on our shirts from the internet. <laughs> so this year we decided we couldn't do that. So we had Chris Rao, who is one of the local artists. He actually just left. He was here earlier. Um, help us out and design us a logo. So we were lucky enough to have him um, do our amazing shirts. Um, we have a couple hats. We will eventually do some other things if we continue this amazing adventure. Um, yeah, Woody's got the hat on. I know he's kind of awesome. Um, but it was one the of the hat those, or Woody both. Okay, just checking. Good answer, right? Right. <laughs> Why you even have to ask, quick, bro? Yeah, but but um, she, didn't, she didn't pause. She didn't like to um or huh. She just boom. Of course not. Uh, it is. It's hard. Um, so we got lucky with the knowing Chris because Woody went to high school with him, um, and him doing our logos and. Just rolled with it. Did our T-shirts. Like I said, all the money for the T-shirts is going towards charity, and they're kind of awesome. So, what, what's the charity? Um, we actually have two charities this year. We are doing a Turning Point, which is a nonprofit up in it's, – it's in Northmore, which is in the Northland. They do a clothes closet and a food pantry, and they also have a program that helps people get high school diplomas, which is nice. kind of cool, and RettSyndrome.org, which is a um, – Charity that's close to me because one of my staff members at Red Crow, her daughter has it, and it is a genetic disorder where little girl, it typically affects little girls, and they lose all of their, like, fine motor functions. They can't speak. They can't um, walk or talk or any of those things, and they're fine until they're around two, and then they lose all of that fun- those functions. 
So we are raising money for research for finding a cure for that as well. Just another added benefit of hosting. You know, you get that good feeling that not only did you execute something that was probably like your dream to do, but you're also, you know, helping someone else out. So you get that added benefit of saying, yeah, I did some shit that helped some people. That's great, man. Absolutely. No, you use you use this platform. This is one of the reasons I got into this into the brewing business, uh, and why I'm I'm so close with the brewing community is because we're so community driven, right? We we uh, we try our hardest to throw these beer fests to have fun and everything, right? But but we're really doing this to to benefit charity. I mean, this is why we're doing this. Absolutely. We're using this platform to benefit our community as best as we know how. That's awesome, so, man. I, I love yeah, and, it. and the fact that you know a lot of that it's it's a very localized thing, and and just to specifically just you know Rodney, just you're so like so north North Kansas. It's almost like you're not from Kansas City. It's like you're from North Kansas City. You will refuse. <laughs> you got to put the North in there. So that's and you know and in a sense, you've built this community around here, and this area has like changed so much in the last few years because there's chicken and pickle, all the breweries, this one. Call signs down the road. Yep, just opened up last weekend. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, what about? Uh, do you guys have volunteers? What's it like working with like volunteers? Do you guys have any for your festivals? We just have a few um, that are close because we don't need a lot because of the venue that we're at. We are pretty tight knit with the owners, and they have just a few people that work with them. So we don't have a whole lot of volunteers needed. Um, so it's kind of nice. That, but even though we do have a few, they're pretty close to us and keep we keep them um in the loop of what's going on as well so uh one of, one of the stipulations of of the beer fest that i throw is that you know the beer has to be poured by the people who brew it it's that simple um people that go to beer fest want to engage with the person who made the product that they're putting in their body at that moment um that's just an added benefit um as far as uh, volunteers go, for my fest, the Rotary Club has a slew of, of guys that uh, they're usually retired age, um, so they don't have a lot going on during the day, and they can't wait to come and help out. So, is it is it how how is it like the the you know the demographic for Rotary Club isn't necessarily the demographic for a beer fest? How do they? How is it for them to see all the you know all these different beers and all these like just you know, totally people that they probably don't interact with on on a day to day basis, and just you know, it's not it's not their scene. How do how's that for them? I just believe it or not, you, they look up to us. They look up to the beer community for what we're doing for this city, right? Um, they they appreciate us on a on a on a nth degree. They they love what we're doing and. You should see the look on these guys' faces when they try a pecan pie imperial brown ale, you know? <laughs> they have, they've never tried anything like that before, and it's opening their eyes, and it's expanding their, their everything. It, it, it's showing them that Kansas City has talent and that Kansas City cares about our communities. Yeah, it's so weird to be thinking about all the the options that that young people now coming up in the city like, you know, they they have a lot of like housing options, uh, places to eat that just weren't here when we we started our careers over here and uh the beer, I mean, it, it it's just amazing. Like I wonder what the hell I would have been drinking back then because it was just all like, you know, the options were pretty sparse at that time, especially compared to now and even just what I've drank in the last few minutes, man. Uh Pretty cool. Great, great. All the, the shit that's going on in the city, man. It's just awesome. Uh, wh- what do you look forward to the most? You know, because we're, we're on the cusp right now. We're, we're right. Yeah, get your tickets, by the way, man. It's going to be an awesome event. They have a DJ. Such good vibes. Everybody's really freaking happy at this event. It, it's air conditioned. You could go in. You could get some nice air conditioning. Come back out into the festival and be out in the, in the heat with your boys. We'll be running around doing some interviews and shit. But and there's a lot of shade. Also, great time, man. Just a great time. And uh, so, sorry, I get it. Lowriders, hydraulics, all that stuff. Yeah, Always. man. This, uh, That's how we roll. 64 um, Chevy on hydro. It'll be back this year with any luck. Nice. Um, I personally. Selfie look- opportunity. Always. <laughs> and if you ask real nice, he might let you sit in the driver's seat. Um, 
we I really look forward just to standing there at, and looking around and being like, I did this. Like, I love being able to see all of my friends. My parents are actually going to be there this year, which is super exciting for me to see what we've done. They're um, coming up from Iowa, From right? Iowa, yeah. So they may, they may or may not drink a bunch of beer, but either way, as long as they're there, I'm <laughs> super excited to have them see, like, how much our community loves what we do. And just one thing that kind of struck me is that, uh, you know, Woody has shared with me on other podcasts. I was on the uh, Boards and Bottles podcast with them, which was a really fun podcast. I give them a plug. You guys got to check that one. Their podcast out and what they're doing. But, you know, Woody had mentioned a time that, like, you know, from where Woody comes from, like, sometimes people look down on on the, the alcohol aspect of, like, you know they don't they don't see it as like the with the enthusiasm that he does sometimes they look at right. it like maybe in a bad light which it could definitely be you know but uh once you know they read that article that came out and show how it was bridging like a cultural gap that could be taking place cuz you know there is somewhat of a cultural gap in, as far as like you know the the bearded white dude at the at the event which is fine i mean i love but you know compared to like you know, minority representation or women representation at the, which is growing every day, but the hip hop uh, aspect to it kind of, you know, bridges that because that's something a lot of people have in common. I'm a lot, most of majority of young people, it's like one of the most popular forms of music there is right now. But that article I thought nailed it really well as far as like, you know, how why that that particular festival was important for that reason, and then for his family members to read that, then they kind of I saw some of the comments on there that they're like. Man, that's great what you guys are doing for the community. And so I thought it was real cool how that how that was able to change that perception a little bit with what folks maybe thought of, you know, as far as what Woody's hobby actually is and brewing and stuff. He's he's not just brewing to get fucked up or or be degenerate. No, he's he's, he's brewing to get fucked up. This shit is awesome. That's just an afterthought, usually. No, we actually had that kind of same thing this weekend. We actually went down to Texas and for a family reunion with his family, and we took some of you know, our craft beer and he, you know, had his cousins try it and stuff and like, and they're like, man, this is really good. And what he's like, this is what I do. This is why I do what I do because to expand and let other people try new things that they're not normally used to. I love, did you hit so. him with the glitter shit, Woody? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he left the glitter at home this time. Damn it. Nah, and, uh, in here in a little bit, we got to bring out some of the brewers and talk about the brewskis. What, right, you got some sure. more questions, Corey? I mean, Let's, I uh, the, this one we I have a lot on. of great questions. So, in terms it. of like budget, how does the budgeting aspect of it work? Um, how do you like plan and how does it kind of all come together? Uh, carefully. Very carefully. Um, <laughs> very carefully. <laughs> very carefully. Um, well, for Woody and I, we actually, without putting all of the business out there, because that was one of yeah. the conversations we had earlier, um, we front everything. Um, for us, uh, all of the money that we spend on glasses, T-shirts, venue, food, everything comes out of our pockets. And we do it because we love it, not because we're rich. We make it work because that is, again, what we love to do. Um, we're careful we're, you know, about how much we spend on certain things. We look for the right deals and so on and so forth. But we really just want to throw a festival where people want to come and hang out and have a good time. So we make it work. Awesome. That's so, awesome. Cause so Woody then, handles all the money. No. no. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We try. No, that's it's it's that's 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 very noble that you do that, and you know, and that's where you know you factor in pricing of of things, and and the I get the sense that the goal isn't to like. This isn't. You're not going to quit your jobs to throw beer festivals to make money. You're doing it in a sense to have fun, give people an experience, and just you know, kind of be able to do it again the following year. Absolutely. What what um, what do you wish that attendees of your festivals knew um, about your festivals that they may not know already? Like, what is it like? Is there anything that's out there that you wish they knew that they may be not aware of? I, I think you touched a little bit on some yeah, of those no, things, like the charity uh, aspect and things, but is there anything Charity else? aspect, but the very first thing that came to my mind when you asked me that question was, um, I wish that they knew how many of these home breweries at my fest plan on being an actual brewery one day. Um, 
That's true, man. They yeah, take the shit very like, seriously. They man. do, and, it's awesome. and uh, the majority of homebrewers do have some kind of a five and ten year plan. You know, uh, they're just waiting for the right cards to fall in place. That's it. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You the same? I same? completely agree with that. Yeah. All right. Final question. I'm going to bring out uh, Woody and the uh, uh, brewers that he's got with them. Um, I wanted to. Uh, what What is your measure of success for the beer festival? Like, what do you at the end of the day, go home to gauge the level of success for your your particular festival. I will just I don't know. I mean, we want to raise money for charity, and that's our final goal. But for me, I really just want people to come out and try new things and enjoy the experience that Woody and I have created. Um, it's not easy, but we were lucky enough to find an amazing venue and a DJ and amazing local brewers and home brewers to come and join us in this adventure. And I want people to come and enjoy themselves and have so much fun that they want to come back next year. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, for a successful beer fest for me, it means um, that it's we didn't sell too many tickets because if it's overcrowded, nobody has fun. Um, it's to uh, everybody stays safe, right? Nobody's everybody's Ubering or, or you know not getting DUIs when they leave. Um, it's the charity aspect of it, and this isn't in any particular order. Um, but you want it to be a success as far as um, just the feel of the place. You can walk through a beer fest and, and and look around and see if people are having fun or if people aren't having fun. Um, the goal of a beer fest is to be able to repeat it while getting a little bit bigger every year. I, I think that's kind of the goal. Absolutely. Um, that we way, don't want to get too big, though, because then we, we would... We can't get too big. We can't sell too many tickets. We'll leave that up to the big dogs. Yeah, the, there's a reason for that. The 4,500 4, people that went to Parkville this year. Something wow. Around, something around that. That's crazy, man. 35, 45... That's Those lines were huge. That's a lot of people. But they raised forty grand. I mean, they raised so much money. It's incredible. That's awesome. But if you walk around with a backpack and a microphone, you could go right to the front. That's that's right. my it's all a disguise. Wow. I just disguise myself as a reporter. I'm like, he's a reporter. I'm a fucking reporter, man. Give me a beer. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah. You can't disclose that to everyone. So, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, so is it bigger this year? Ours? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we went from 24 brewers and homebrewers to about 40. Um, wow. Nice. To sell almost twice as many tickets. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a little crazy to think about, but in the grand scheme of things, it's amazing to be able to have that option. Rodney, thank you so much, man, for hey, letting cheers. us be here again. And thank you guys for coming to Colony. Yeah, we'll try not to tear the place down, man. Uh, it's cool Colony, do. the beers we've been having in the whole podcast, fucking awesome. Great shit. Thanks, man. man. I'm, I've, this is my third one over here, so. Cheers to that. Doing good. Right on, man. Drunk. No, okay. not drunk. They're little they're small <laughs> no, samples, no. bro. It's a 12 I'm a reporter, and a half dude. Man. I'm fucking reporting on this shit. Drunk now, not the. Thank you, Abby. Uh, who's who's, who's coming up? Who's I'm joining us? What's that now? I'm going to send Woody up. Woody. Woody. Ben Paka, man. It's your turn. Come here, man. Come on, man. I'm talking to you, man. That's my that's my uh, bad Scarface impression. Who else? Not worse um, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage. Woody, <laughs> look at you. Bye. Where did you work? Oh, that's some stripper this? shit, yeah. dude. <laughs> that was like some stripper like shit. Put, put your hands together. Like like they said, it sounded when, like a stripper. When he, when he brings DJ, you right? out. He brings you out. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you did sound like I, I, a stri- I need. I need Rodney to do that every day before I go to work. <laughs> and coming to the floor. Didn't that sound like some stripper DJ shit? It did. did very awesome. 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 Now, now you just ruined it all right like there that. with the stripper thing. I've seen it in movies. There's nothing about me that says stripper or DJ. Okay. Well, so. Yeah. That's, <laughs> we'll just we'll just <laughs> leave that at that, right? <laughs> the hat. Goodness gracious. You guys are going to have to share the mic with your guy. So, Woody, what's up, man? What's up, man? How's it going? Dude, this is, this guy's about to take your spot, bro. I know. Hey, He's I better mean, than me. Hey, I'm just, all right. I'm old. So I had a whole God, bunch you of... Just, you totally just caved right away, dude. You're like, you're better than me. No one even said that shit. I had a whole bunch of Ant-Man jokes. Now I feel bad doing it with Corey being right here, man. So <laughs> do, you, do you understand the Ant-Man reference? Did you hear the, the Boards and Bottle pat podcast? No. Oh, okay. We're calling you Ant-Man. No, we're no, saying we're on. like the Hold Avengers. on, hold on. Don't let, them, don't let them tell you we, okay? That <laughs> yeah. was all him right yeah. there. Because Ant-Man's small. 
Or he's very handsome? No, he's like the cheesiest Avenger. But you know what? He's actually pretty I, badass. I actually saw him as pretty handsome. So he was basically, <laughs> so, so he was basically <laughs> calling you cheesy. I didn't say you was cheesy. Yeah, he's, he's a cheesy. Though, I mean, right? like, yeah, you, I get uh, yeah, all right, terrible. Take yeah, we'll, we'll have to give you that, man. I actually tried to, like, say, help you out because I was like, man, stop disrespecting my homeboy like that. <laughs> you look at that. Now he's switching. Just, just don't don't uh, listen to the podcast. That's all I Apparently said. Apparently not. So Corey's ant man, he like disappears. I was saying that they're like the Avengers; they keep growing, and my podcast keeps shrinking. Shrinking. <laughs> so, um, but I'm we, here now. Let's let let's let these guys inter- All right. introduce themselves. Sorry. I mean, we've already said Woody Bonds like 20 times during this podcast. So who you got with you, man? I got my, my homeboy Taylor, and I got my homeboy Jason. These guys, are, these guys are uh, amazing homebrewers. This man is 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 on the verge of going pro, and. Uh, I mean, these guys are fantastic, both of them. So. That's all. And another confident, sleeveless man. Yes. I, I'm rolling like that the next podcast. Hey, I, I, I told mean, you not to wear a shirt. I told you to go shirtless. Sleeves are bullshit. Hey, I know. I bet I don't go sleeveless, okay? I don't, I don't <laughs> want to be embarrassed. guys in a row. I both was brewers. at Kaufman with my daughters and my niece earlier today. I you, was sweating. You were what now? I was at Kaufman. Kaufman. Oh, okay, right. For, for the loss. But still, I was hot <laughs> when I got home, and I was like, no, I'm changing shirts. <laughs> I'm not no, wearing hey, this. It's that kind of weather right now in KC, man. Yeah, it's hot. So uh, what kind of beers can so we look we'll for? So we'll start. Oh, go ahead. We'll start with Taylor right here. Sure. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on real quick, we were talking about festivals and, and building that up. Uh, one thing that both festivals have done hold that mic a little closer fantastic is just setting us up um like last year i i colony made a sign for us this year they made a metal sign for us you know and we didn't even expect that you know that's like you you go into one of these events and you're you're there you spent so much money on these beers and i know i know kevin and i with ruthless we do a lot of hops we do a lot of ipas they're not cheap you know i think we spent Almost, uh, I think it was 250 bucks to bring some purees down from Napa Valley to do a couple of double IPAs. You know, plus you had the hops and, and stuff like that. I mean, we're at we're at you know three or four pounds per barrel type ratios, and then you show up and you've got this metal sign, and you're like, whoa, like that's awesome. Like that's so. They're much meeting better. your your yeah. uh your level of commitments getting exactly reflected yeah, it, back. It's a thank you, you know, for, for everything you've done. And like last year we were inside in the air conditioning right next to crane, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, Woody hooked it up. Yeah. <laughs> we're right next to crane brewing, you know, and, and, and got to hung out with, you know, Michael all day long, which he's an awesome dude. But I mean, that's going to bring people to our, our, our tent, you know what I mean? Or yeah. our stand or whatever. And how so. freaking, uh, uh, Good is it to be at a hip hop's beer festival being called ruthless? <laughs> I mean, it just with, like with, hey, with, the, with the Wu Tang flag. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, man. That, that's what we're known for, man. We fly the Wu Tang flag at every festival. That's fucking you know? great. And, and, and I love all it. of our beer names are, are hip hop names, and and that's what we represent. We represent hip hop, and and I know like when this first started, we we're like, oh hell yeah, we're in. <laughs> nice. We're gonna bring the game, and we're gonna bring the game again this year too. Yeah, so. you, you know the the thing for me is uh, uh, everybody that's involved, everybody that. That is a part of it, you know. Uh, home brewers, commercial brewers, you know. I, I feel like they're all my family. So, I mean, I always want to do what's what is best for them, you know. No matter what it is, you know, whether, you know, just you know, if somebody wants to be somewhere, I, I like to try to accommodate them because, you know, um, I mean, them coming to our festival is, is just a little bit of it. Like, you know, I, I kind of started you know brewing and like all the all these guys have just been like well no you need to do i mean Rod, i mean rodney rodney has been you know a, a big influence for me as far as like you know home brewing and stuff like that he could tell me my stuff sucks but he doesn't you know but you know he keeps he keeps it, he <laughs> it, keeps it real suck, with me Woody. and and That's he gives really me good. great advice you know but i mean it, it you know now that i now that i homebrew i really get gain a level of respect for Every everybody that's doing it because it's not easy and no. and there's a good chance that you will suck. Trust me, I know no, you. You <laughs> well, Corey and I have brewed a few batches of beer and uh, yeah, we. That was it, disgusting. It, yeah, it's uh, the, the, our beer was so fucking terrible, bro. It just smelled. <laughs> you couldn't eat the the nose on that thing, dude. What was the fuck happened there? It smelled like sweaty gym socks. Huh? Just terrible. That was terrible. It's pretty so, bad. Yeah, yeah, we respect. And then we look at what's being offered out there, and we're like. 
what are, what are you going to do with this shit? You know what I mean? Are we going to really like you, you know, do you, anything better that's going you, on right now? You know, or should we hey, just hey, enjoy what's out there? You know what you do with that bad beer, right? You get, you get on beer chug in Kansas City. Oh, and you chug the hell out of it. That's what you do with this it. Was, this that's what you not, do with it. That's, 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 that's Rodney. That's how you put it down. Hey, if it's bad. You just you it, suck it back. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. yeah. You just still have fine. some. Of those? No, I, got I was right like, there. let's pull those out of the. Uh, <laughs> no way. So, all right, you know, it, this uh, is just popped into my head. Are hops getting more expensive? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, when and, you were and, saying and the hard cost. to find too. I mean, you really? can get like uh, we try to do most of our stuff with the classic hops. We try to try not to get in too much of the sexy hops. Uh, with the Galaxy and the Eldorado and stuff like that. Like, we've done a few IPAs and actually a couple IPAs coming to you. Um, yes. Or Eldorado and Galaxy. But that was only because they were available. We stick with more of the West Coast Simcoe, Amarillo, Cascade, Citra now that's more available. You know, because we are going pro. So there's no advantage for us to build a base recipe about, around all these hops that, hell, I can't get in a 40-pound case. You know what I mean? Unless it's going to cost me a million dollars and it's two years old. Yeah. Because of spot market. I don't want that's that. That's fucking crazy. You know, I, want, I want the shit that's fresh. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brew with what's fresh. Like our Hop, side, Hop City IPA. It's a base IPA. The hops are going to change constantly with what's fresh. You know, Odell does a I lot love of that the, idea. Yeah. The, the, uh, that's like roll, a restaurant person. Drumroll, our, famous, our favorite pale ale commercially, does the same thing. They don't always offer the same hops. It's whatever's fresh, and this is what we're brewing with. It could be a little different from season to season, and I that's love how that, we want but you're gonna, but, to be. But you're going to get something that people are going to enjoy because right. it's fresh. And it's not going to be old hops. It's yeah. not going to be cheesy or danky or anything it, like that unless we want it to be, and then we're just going to You know, and that's turning uh, – Just yeah. for fun. That's turning a Pardon possible disadvantage into a, an advantage for the smaller brewer, right? So it's like, okay, we can't get, like, all the superstar hops – but we're going to get, like, what's fresh and, and it's going to taste good right now in season. Exactly. And, you know, I'm not to toot our own horn, but NHC first toot round. It. Don't worry about it. Toot gold it. medal IPA NHC first round. Hell yeah, Kansas man. City. Yes. Yeah. That's what's and, awesome. And we did that with Cascade, Simcoe, Amarillo, and Citra. So you're pretty passionate about IPAs, man. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I can tell you're yeah. like, yeah. Ruthless <laughs> is going to be nothing. I mean, we're not going to be nothing but hops, but. A lot of hops. I mean, I love it. That's, that's, see, that's yeah. and don't that's let, what and, we like see, to and don't let them lie to you, because because uh, because <laughs> we were just recently at a, at a beer fest, and he was like, "This is the first time I made a sour," <laughs> and I take a drink, and I'm like, "Man, who in the hell are you?" I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, you, you, you the IPA dude?" Yeah, that, you that's, know, uh, making that, sours. I'm like, "Is he serious?" Again, another hip hop reference. That was Daddy's Lambo. That, oh right yeah, on yeah so uh, <laughs> that's from awesome. Yellow Wolf and that's yeah. it was a uh, it was a uh, awesome. uh, kettle sour with raspberries blackberries strawberries and blueberries nice. and see, Corey's see, a huge see, fan see. of Yellow Wolf I'm I'm, I'm also going to say that was <laughs> that was also a and gold medal <laughs> winner uh, by the owners of Crane Brewing don't hit gave us a gold medal on that beer don't hit and plug it keep it going that's pretty good that's fucking awesome man good deal man. more hardware see see it's it's guys like these. That All right, like, let's get that, Jason that, that, on the mic like, here. I literally, like, like these these guys are the reasons why. Like, most of my yeah, stuff yeah. don't leave the house. <laughs> you know, I'm, I mean, I mean, and the wife she has to talk me up, so you know, so she can have it and she can like it. You know, right, or not like it, but she gonna tell me. Well, what, what was the what was the one beer you're like? All right, I, that this is legit. You're legit one because you're you know you're kind of. Throwing shade on your own side. So you, let uh, me you, throw shade you, on you, you bro. Know, you, <laughs> Don't be throwing on like you're you, you ruining know, all you my know, shit. You, you know, it's actually, uh, it's actually, uh, there's two beers actually. Um, oh, now it's two. <laughs> <laughs> but, I thought he wasn't confident. Yeah. No, no, I got a lot of good stuff. Hold actually, on, it's let me not get one my great beer. Well, if, he's, great beer. Beer. Well, if, he, well, if he's gonna plug it, then I'm gonna plug it. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> did you win any awards for it? Uh, I did win an award, oh, but, but oh, I, 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 did, I, I did, I did, I did, I, I did. Uh, actually, uh, Steve I Williams, Steve Williams from uh, Williams NKC Brewing. He, him, and I, we brewed a uh, a saison together, a saison with uh, port wine. And we took uh, third place. Wow, um, man! Nice, that's yeah, great. Thank dude. you, thank you, thank you. Um, but 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 the two beers. Uh, one is called the Hazy Green Monster, which is uh, my hazy IPA. It's it's ever changing, and and I'm just trying to find 
you know, things to do with it, crazy stuff to do with it. And, you know, I, I did something this time and it had like banana in it. And I was like, <laughs> and it was good. It was a good beer. It was a good beer, but you know, it was, a, it was a really good beer. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, you use two different yeast and, and you know, you, yeah. you never know what you get out of it. So, which is like, um, banana, like, uh, you get some of that, uh, what, 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 uh, like a, like a Belgium yeah. wheat. And, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and you know what though, that, that was kind of a part of what I was doing anyways. So you were using but, but, some but, crazy but, but, yeast. but I think I did a little too much, but it actually, it, so you can't call it a hazy IPA because it, that, it, that's not true to the style. It's more of a, uh, wheat slash hazy IPA. <laughs> and it, it turned out pretty good. Uh, my uh, my my other beer is actually one that I'm taking to hip hop. So for, so for a lot of people that know me that 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 brew that I, when I brew, I'm just crazy. Like I mean, I, I need to start brewing standard styles because I just I like I look at a beer and I'm like, well, let me throw this in it or throw that in it. <laughs> so so um, so I'm I'm a big fan of cream ales. I, I'm I made my cream ale like three times. Um, and 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 yeah yeah. Uh, the name of the beer is called Sofressa. So cream, nice. So 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 what I did was I brewed a cream ale and I put uh, three pounds of strawberries on it and let it set. And then once I got enough of the uh, strawberry flavor in it, I put a whole bottle of margarita in it. And, Whoa! Oh wow! And and it and it was good. It was good. I I I, I, I kind of felt like you know a, a like <laughs> I kind of felt a little weird because I was like, man, this margarita beer is delicious, you know, but it was, I mean, it, 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 you know, but it, it turned, it turned out really good. It'll be at hip hop. So I'll be interested to hear what people think about it. If you hate it, don't be afraid to tell me you don't like something because I'm like, I want to learn. Right on, man. So what beers are you guys taking? Yeah, let's hold on. Jason. All right, go ahead. Let's hear your story. Go. (laughs) All right. Come on, man. Hurry up. (laughs) (laughs) So two minutes. So for me, uh, I'm actually not at Hip Hop's Ray Brewing and pouring under just my name or my brewery's name. I'm doing it actually for the club that I belong to, which is Casey Beer Meisters. Uh, It's the oldest club in Kansas City, one of the oldest in the nation. Wonderful homebrew club, by the way. Um, And our big thing is we enjoy uh, when it's for charity. So we are one of the anchor groups for Parkville. Uh, You'll usually see us there two-tenths strong with about 20 taps. Yeah. Uh, So we are one of the biggest groups in Parkville. But when it comes to some of these other festivals, uh, we look at the ones that are going to benefit a good cause. So in the past, we've uh, been a big part of uh, Hops for Heroes, which is now Helping Hops down in the West Bottoms. That's in November uh, we're looking to be a bigger part of Hip Hop's Hooray. It benefits a fantastic cause. Uh, so for us, it's all about that charity. But the big thing about us is we don't just make beer and bring it. Um, and I was I was looking down the tap list for what was going to be at the festival, and I was like, man, you know, I'm really kind of stoked because, yeah, we're bringing a couple beers, but we're also bringing mead, which is something that not a lot of homebrew clubs fully get into and do you'll have a few members that dabble in you know making it and getting it out there but for us there's quite a few of us that really enjoy doing that um and you know people from zz hops uh, there's a couple in johnson county brewing society there's a couple in our group even some in mashers that are doing it now so for us it's uh something that we're really looking forward to and really uh, kind of excited to be there I love it, man. All good shit, man. And you know, we're we're kind of bumping against time here, man. I hope it did. Did anybody have any specific questions that they wanted to ask? If not, I was gonna just let you guys give uh, final thoughts. Uh, anybody have any questions? <laughs> hey, we got Jennifer over here. How are you doing? See that's, that's see that's that's where I get all my homebrew stuff from right there. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome, I, I, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm there. I'm, I'm there. I'm there quite a bit. Probably a little too much, but you know, I'm there. But uh, and 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 that's the thing. If if you're trying to get in, give your best plug for them right now. Yeah. I, 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 I will. If you're trying to get into homebrewing, uh, a grain of glass is fantastic because I mean they they not they don't just give you stuff. And send you home so you could fail. You know, I mean, they, you know, I've had questions. They've answered my questions, you know, and they've even like said, well, you know, maybe try this, maybe, you know, maybe do this. And, and every time, you know, they, they, they've always been great. And 
Um, yeah, so I mean, you know, even if even if you don't like brewing, just just go hang out there. You know, I mean, they got yeah. beers there too. I mean, it's a really cool place. You know, I mean, to be to you know be around the hops and be around everything and to be able to you know have a beer and and get the advice. I mean, that's I mean that's that is that's huge for somebody that's starting out like myself. So if you go and try Woody's beer, he got all his stuff at Grain to Glass. <laughs> They're awesome, man. Jennifer Helber's here and. Yeah, just a, like like you said, man, just such a cool spot. So, yeah. you know, go, yeah. and, go and get some of your brewing supplies or your ingredients over there, man, for sure. Any final thoughts from you guys? I'll go ahead and start with you, Jason, man. What do you got, bro? Uh, I'll make it quick so Taylor can talk too. But uh, the biggest thing for this is uh, is a home brewer and speaking from that level. Uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you wouldn't have seen a home brewer at a festival. Uh, in Kansas City right now, you almost can't go to a festival without seeing them. So things have come a long way, and for anybody that watches this, if you even have an inkling of, hey, maybe this is something I want to do, or wow, you know, I wonder what actually goes into that. Um, We have multiple clubs around Kansas City now, and we pretty much have every geographical area covered. So go to a club meeting, whether it's, you know, Casey Beermeisters, ZZ Hops, Mashers, Um, Johnson County Brewer Society. If you're Lawrence, go to Lawrence Brewers Guild. Um, But make sure to at least check into it. You might be surprised about what you learn and about how much you actually love doing it once you actually get into it. And and the beauty of those groups is if you want to help, they will help you and they will talk to you. If you know nothing, they they will work with you as long as you're willing to to listen and it's just it's not they're not there to say uh oh you brew this sucks they're like hey this uh, this is good this needs work and it's just it i think it's it's great that they everyone helps each other and it's not a competition it's like everybody's helping everybody and one person's success is the group's success i mean that's just the city overall i mean it's not just homebrewers it's it's commercial it's everybody i mean we you know it's one goal you know one group that's what i feel like I would I would absolutely agree. And then, like one of the biggest things I I come back from festivals on is like if you have a a, like hip hops, it it has commercial and homebrew. Well, the commercial guys they're going to send out their pale ale and or or their base X or base Y or whatever. These homebrewers, I mean, we put months into this stuff, so you're going to get. Everything that's available in your state from the pro pro brewers, you're going to get from our heart what we've grown in our garage and in our basement on 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 the homebrew level. And you know, I've had like Nano Brew is one of the best, biggest beer festivals out there. And one of the one of the biggest things that I've heard from that is, I saw you at this festival. This is the reason we came here. I saw you last year. I was hoping you brought X beer. Whatever, you know what I mean? It's just, <clears throat> it grows year to year to year, and it's always the crazy stuff that these fucking homebrewers bring out. Yeah, you can uh, say it's fuck. The, yeah, the, right. banana, I, the banana IPA. Pro curse. I'm not going to lie to you. Pro curse. No. You, you guys and I are in the same level. That banana fucking IPA from New Axiom last year <laughs> fucking yeah, killed that was, it. Yeah, that was you, insane. You, you and I were we, we were interviewing about our 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 New England stuff, and we were like, "No, try that." <laughs> I'm not afraid to tell somebody like, "No, you have to go try that." And I we were just at the soft opening Monday for New Axiom, by the way, and they're killing it. Yeah, awesome. shout, yeah shout, shouts out to them yeah. too. They yeah, they open this weekend. I mean, yeah. go go there too. Saturday. So. Noon. And you, if you guys, I wish, I hope that you could catch through this video and through this podcast the passion that I, I get from, you know, talking to Abby, talking to Woody, talking to these guys, man. You could really feel it, man. And so if you guys want to go enjoy some kick ass brew and, and the passion that goes into crafting this stuff, hip hop's hooray, beer fest. And if you're willing to put in the work, you can do it. And, you know, these guys are the perfect example. Rodney's there, you know. Can I, can Rodney just started small, and now he's a badass. Started he's from like, the he's bottom, like now he's here. It's, right. like it's Mr. Beagle and <laughs> Right, right, right. Can, can still I, no can sleeves, but can still some real, can I say some real quick? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just, 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 uh, just to kind of close it out real quick. Uh, you know, with with this with this festival, I mean, I, I want everybody to understand. Like, this is this is a year round event for my wife and I. 
I mean, and, it, and it's not because we have to do it. It's because we we love it, and we love that that one moment we get around people like these two guys, and you know, people like you that you know may want to buy a ticket because I mean, Kansas City and this and this brewing community and just the craft beer community overall is 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 it's not just like friends like this is like my life this is this is these are family we're you know family. Every, everybody's that's, that's what I was you know we're it's, family it's one big family and you know if, if you don't believe me come to hip hops and find out you'll see it i love it man yeah. and Corey, we just uh kcsocial.net we just turned into a pumpkin say goodbye Corey. goodbye Corey. Came for